lineup for the second game as the umpires are coming out. It'll be Horace Clark leading off, playing second base for the Yankees. Ron Woods in center field and batting second. Bobby Mercer in right field hitting third. At first base, batting cleanup, Joe Pepperdone. Frank Fernandez will be doing the catching and batting fifth. Remember, Jake Gibbs was hit in the right ear on a warm-up toss by Lindy McDaniel. He threw a forkball that hit in the dirt and bounced up and hit him on the ear. Bobby Cox will be at third base, batting sixth in left field, batting seventh, Bill Robinson. Gene Michael, the shortstop, batting eighth. And Mike Kekich, the left-hander, pitching and batting ninth. For the Cleveland Indians, it'll be Jose Cardinal leading off in center field. Larry Brown will be the shortstop and bat second. Cap Peterson will be in left field hitting third. At first base batting cleanup, Tony Horton. Ken Harrelson will be in right field batting in the fifth spot. Doral Oversize will be at third base and batting sixth. Vern Fuller will be the second baseman, batting seventh. Catching and hitting eighth, Ken Suarez. And pitching and batting ninth, Mike Hall. The umpires for this second game will be Emmett Ashford calling balls and strikes. Merle Anthony will be at third base. At second base, Hank Soar. And over at first, Art Franz. So the Yankees lost that first game. They have now dropped three in a row to the Cleveland Indians, and those Indians are breathing right down the backs of the Yankees. And so the Indians, who got off to one win and 15 defeats in their first 16 games, are now at 28 and 43. And uh, right now are only one game behind in the loss column to the Yankees. The Yankees have lost 42, and the Indians have won 40, rather lost 43. So Mike Paul coming on. This will be his sixth start of the year as compared to 15 relief appearances. He's 1-0 against the Yankees. He's a left-hander. Mike Paul's overall record for the year, he has won one and lost five. In lifetime, he has won six and lost 13. He faced the Yankees in relief this year back on May the 1st. And he uh, pitched just one and two-third inning of scoreless relief. The Indians scored four runs in the ninth inning to win that ball game, and so Mike Paul got the victory. So we'll be ready to go in this second ball game. A big win for the Cubs today as they beat the Cardinals 3-1. to one. They beat Bob Gibson. Ferguson Jenkins was the winner. Willie Smith had a two-run homer in that game. All right, Horace Clark will lead it off for the Yankees. In the first game, Horace was one for four and a stolen base. 
The Tigers came up with three runs in the top of the ninth, and they are now leading Baltimore three to two with the Orioles batting in the bottom of the ninth, and Eddie Watt has come in to replace Mike Cuella. Mickey Lolich has been in there all the way. Here's the first pitch of the game. High ball one. Dick Hauser coaching at third, and Elston Howard at first. It'll be Clark, Ron Woods, and Bobby Mercer. Pitch to Horace is over the outside corner. Strike one called. Horace Clark batting 277. Outfield straight away on Horace. High fly straight away center field. Cardinal back. Shades his eyes, and then has to come in and make the catch. He had trouble locating that ball and just did make the play. Wow. That brings up Ron Woods. Ron did not play in the first ball game. And he is batting 243 on the year. Right-hand batter. Deep in the box. The pitch by Paul as a curve popped up. The second baseman, Vern Fuller, shading his eyes on the edge of the outfield grass, makes the catch, and that sun right now is rough. That brings up Bobby Mercer. Bobby in the first game went two for four. He had two base hits. Bobby Mercer up there with two out and nobody on. Pitch by Mike Paul is fouled out of play over the Yankee dugout back into the crowd. Mercer right now batting 280. Fans are getting on Pepitone. A lot of them right in back of the Yankee dugout. Joe is on deck. They're calling him Josephine and when are you going to get a haircut? Paul delivers it right in there. Bobby was shortening up as though to bunt. And the fastball was by him. This Mike Paul has a very slow, deliberate windup. Kicks his foot slowly, but then releases the ball with a lot of zip on it. Time is called by Mercer just as Paul was getting ready to pitch. So, now Bobby steps back in. His pitch is a little bit low. Good fastball over the heart of the plate. But just below the knees. So it's a ball and two strikes to Bobby Mercer. Curve strike three called. Mercer called out on strikes. Bobby still in the batter's box, leaning on the bat. But the Yankees go down in order. And the score at the end of one half inning, the Yankees nothing, the Indians coming to bat. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Rizzuto. It's a pretty complicated business setting up a beer taste test that's really worthwhile, really meaningful. First of all, you've got to round up enough people to make it a valid test. Then you must have an independent research organization to set up the ground rules and conduct the test properly. Then you have to remove all the labels from the bottle. You even have to paint over the bottle caps so there's no risk that any of the participants will know which beer he's tasting. Sounds like an awful lot of trouble, doesn't it? But the makers of Peel's Real Draft Beer were ready to lay it on the line with their competition. 
So Peels challenged three leading beers in the East to that unique, that dramatic contest. The beer drinkers came and tested and compared and chose. And you know, not one of those top-selling beers could be Peels. Why did 52 and 9 tenths percent of those people prefer the taste of Peels? The Peels people themselves say it's because real draft beer tastes lighter, tastes fresher. Try Peels Real Draft yourself and enjoy the taste that can't be beat. Mike Hecketch on the mound for the New York Yankees. Mike has one none lost four. His lifetime mark in the big leagues, two wins, 15 defeats. He pitched real well in his last start against the Tigers, but he lost a tough two-to-one decision to the Tigers and Denny McLean. Remember in that game, there were two home runs in the first inning, K-Line and Willie Horton back-to-back homers, and that was it. So all they got off Keckage, but it proved to be enough. Jose Cardinal will be leading off. Cardinal in the first game was 0 for 3. He struck out, fly to left, bounced to second, and laid down a sacrifice punch. George Strickland coaching at third, and Johnny Lippon at first for the Indians. Mike Heck is ready for his first pitch. It's a curve in there, strike one call. Mike had real good control in his last start against the Tigers. He rocks back. Slow curve in front of the plate, 101. By the way, this program is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment of our audience. And any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. The 1-1 delivery, a bouncer off the plate. It's fair. Fernandez has it. Flips easily to first for the out. Cardinal turned all the way around, not realizing that the ball was going to be fair. And Fernandez throws him out. So that brings up Larry Brown. Larry in the first game was one for three. He singled, had a sacrifice fly to drive in a run, bounced to third and bounced to short. Brown batting 260. On deck, Cap Peterson. Pitch to Brown is a strike called. Lines a curve right at Michael, who backhands it. Nice play by Gene Michael on a hard hit, sinking line drive. Two out. And the batter now, Cap Peterson. Peterson, the first game, was 0 for 4. No score here. The Indians won the first game 5 to 1 behind Tiant. Deon lost his first seven games of the year. Right now, he's won six and lost eight. Fritz Peterson now with a record of eight wins and nine defeats. Pitch to Peterson is a curve low. Ball one. Emmett Ashford looks the ball over. He's going to throw it out of play. 
Oh, man, he's got the motions. Even throwing the ball back to the ball boy. Couldn't ask for a nicer day for this twin bill. Fast ball in there. Strike call, one-on-one. On deck, Tony Horton. Balls in a strike. Or Tuesday night at Yankee Stadium is going to be quite a night. The Orioles will be in town, and Dave McNally, who's 111 and lost none against Mel Stottlemyre, who's 110 and lost six. There's a strike on the inside corner, two and two. Wednesday will be a day game. Chance for you uh, fans to enjoy the sun. And you business people take some of your customers to lunch at Yankee Stadium. Make a big hit with them. Maybe make a big sale with them. The 2-2 delivery, a curve high, 3-2. and two. two out, nobody on. No score on the bottom of the first. It delivers. It's a ground ball up the middle. A base hit for Cap Peterson. Ron Woods in and up with it. First hit. And that brings up Tony Horton. Horton was two for four in the first game. Scored a run and drove in a run. Pepitone holds the bag against Peterson. The pitch to Horton is strike one call. Kekic sets again. Slow curve in the dirt. Scooped up by Fernandez. One on one. Horton batting 261. Peterson leads away. Pitch by Kekic is a curve in there. Strike two, a ball and two strikes. Horton steps out of the batter's box. Swings the bat once or twice. Now he's back in there. He sets the pitch. Is strike three swinging when after a bad high fastball. Fires his helmet down on the ground, and Ashford says something to him, kind of following him down to first base. No runs, a base hit, no errors, and a man left. And at the end of one full inning, the Yankees nothing and the Indians nothing. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Rizzuto. You know, you've just got to hand it to the people who make Peel's Real Draft Beer. They're really not scared to challenge their competition, to lay it on the line, beer to beer. So, Peel's Real Draft challenged three top-selling beers in the East to a taste test. It was quite a scene, fans, let me tell you. A really unique contest, and a really exciting one. An independent research organization conducted the test with unlabeled bottles and unmarked glasses. The people came and tasted and compared and chose. 
You might think no beer would stand a chance against three top sellers in the East, but you'd be wrong. Not one of them could beat Peel. Yes, 52 and 9 tenths percent preferred the taste of Peel's real draft in the 1969 beer taste test. Why? Well, there's no big mystery about it. Peel's is real draft beer, and real draft gives you real lightness, real freshness. I think you'll be convinced, too, once you taste Peel's real draft beer. In the top of the second inning, Joe Pepitone will lead it off. Joe was 0 for 4 in the first game, but he hit two shots. In the sixth inning, he lined to deep center field. And in the eighth inning, with two men on, he just missed a home run by inches as Harrelson backed up to the fence in deep right field and one-handed the ball. And Joe, who had a little argument with Tiad in the dugout, after he missed that homer, he kicked the ground. started to get on him and Joe was hot they were challenging each other but they pulled off all players don't like to fight they get mad but they don't like to fight so Pepe is up there batting 230 Mike Paul the left hander winds his pitch is lined in the center field that's going to drop in for a base hit and Cardinal has to play it on one hop so Pepe gets a base hit. Doesn't stop the crowd, though. And they're getting on him over there. McDowell kidding Joe about his hair. Joe laughing now. He was hot, though, in that first game. Here's Fernandez. Frank was at bat one time in the uh, first game and struck out. He was the final out of the first game. Tian struck out 10. There's a base hit in the right center field. Pepitone around second. He'll make third easily. And Cardinal boosts the ball and throw to second. And Fernandez is in there. Good heads up base running by Frank Fernandez. That'll be an error charge to Cardinal. A single to center and an error charge to the center fielder. And the Yankees have runners at second and third with nobody out. That brings up Bobby Cox. Bobby did not play in the first game. So the Yankees now threatening here in the top of the second. Bobby Cox batting 198. The is back. Time is called. Bobby steps out of the box. Now he's back in. On deck, Bill Robinson. Lined up by Paul. The pitch to Cox is strike one call. A good fastball. Looks like those Orioles are doing something in the bottom of the ninth down in Baltimore. Kilkenny has come on to replace Mickey Lolich. The pitch is high. One and one. Check that. Timmerman came in first and then Kilkenny. Timmerman started the ninth. They probably took Lolich out for a pinch hitter in the top of the ninth. I see. There's a foul. Bill Robinson tried to grab it in the on-deck circle. Couldn't do it. So it's one ball, two strikes on Bobby Cox.
These are the situations that the Yankees have been unable to take advantage of when they've had runners at second and third, nobody out, or even bases loaded, nobody out. In the first game, they had bases loaded, nobody out, and scored just one run. The pitch, swing, and a miss, and he struck him out. Second strikeout for Mike Paul. Well, the Tigers won it. They hung in there and won it 3-2, to two, and any victory over the Orioles has got to be a big one the way they're going. And they're going to put Robinson on and pitch to Gene Michael, and Michael is just about the hottest hitter the Yankees have right now. So... Bill Robinson getting an intentional walk. Bill up there batting 157. And now Mickey Lolich has won 10 games and lost just one. What a year he's having. So at least they've slowed down that Baltimore Express a little bit. All right, Robbie gets an intentional walk. And it brings up Gene Michael. Now Gene in the first game had two base hits, a double and a single. And he has really been rocking that ball. He's batting 270. Bases loaded, one out. There's no score in the top of the second. Horton's in at first. Versailles in at third. The pitch, he started a swing. Foul tipped it. Strike one, says Emmett Ashford. He had checked his swing, but it ticked the bat. a check swing pop-up to the infield. The infield fly rule is called. Michael is out. Fuller makes the catch. And now there are two away. And the batter, Mike Kekich. And that's what's been happening to the Yankees so many times this year. Golden opportunities to score, and they just can't capitalize on it. Mike Kekich batting 111. when you get 111 in bowling they call it something alright the base is loaded two out pitch to Kekic high and outside ball one Robinson at first, Fernandez at second, Pepitone at third, the pitch, ground foul, just into the Indian dugout. Kekic swung at that ball when it was almost by him. A little tough to pick up that baseball right now, the uh, shadows have just crept over home plate. Mike Paul taking plenty of time, back on the grass, now he walks up on the mound. The windup and the pitch foul down the right field line and Mike at least is just popping his wrist not swinging too hard trying to make contact a ball and two strikes so many times during the season on double headers they would pitch rapid Robert Feller in the second game because it's a little difficult to pick up that ball just like they do with the red roughing at Yankee Stadium they pitch him in the second games of double headers Especially when the bleachers were full and they'd be pitching out of those white shirts out there. 
The pitch, strike three called right down the middle. And they get out of it. For the Yankees, no runs, two hits, one error, three men left. And at the end of an inning and a half, the Yankees nothing and the Indians nothing. Hi, everybody. This is Phil Rizzuto. Well, we told you the challenge was made, and the results are in. The record now reads, Peel's real draft just can't be beat. Yes, when Peel's challenged three top-selling beers in the East to a taste test, not one of the others, not one, could beat Peel's real draft beer. It was a pretty daring thing for the Peel's people to do when you think about it. There they were, taking on the leading beers in the East in unlabeled bottles and unmarked glasses. But when the fans tasted and compared and chose and the votes were counted, you could see why the Peel's people had been so confident of the outcome. The other beers just couldn't top Peel's real draft. Maybe some people were surprised at the results, but not the people at Peel's. They knew all the time that real draft beer has a lighter, fresher flavor. And real beer drinkers need only one taste to see the difference. Peel's asked you to make your own test. We think you'll see why Peel's real draft couldn't be beat in the 1969 beer taste test. That winning taste will win you over to Peel's, too. Well, while Mike Kekage is loosening up, a little further uh, note on that Detroit-Baltimore game. Detroit won it 3-2. to two. Each team had only four hits. So the Tigers must have got uh, quite a few of those four hits in that ninth inning. Could have almost been a no-hitter. Because remember, they scored three runs in the ninth, the Tigers, to win it 3-2. to two. Polish to win it 10 and 1. Quail out of the loser. He's 8 and 6. And Washington came up with three runs in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Red Sox 5 to 4. Second game, Carl Yastrzemski has just hit his 20th homer of the year in the first inning with two men on. All right, here's Ken Harrelson. Harrelson in the first game had a two-run homer. The Hawk takes a pitch low ball one. He's getting close to that 200 mark. He's right at 195 right now. Ten home runs for Harrelson. Package into the windup. The curve is low ball two, two and nothing. On deck, Zerl over side. Pitch by Kekic is a little bit low, ball three. for a pull hitter, which he does most of the times. 3-0 pitch right down the middle, 3-1. and one. Nobody out, nobody on. Bottom of the second, no score. The 3-1 pitch is a base hit and a left center field. Oh, Harrelson has been hitting very well against the Yankees. Not doing much of anything against the other clubs. And right now on New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. Pause.
Hi, Terry Lester here. Kick those late afternoon blues. Keep happy from 3 to 7 p.m. weekdays on WGY Schenectady, Radio 81. All right, the Venezuela of Assize, who was ejected from the first game for arguing with plate umpire Merle Anthony. Besides, was one for three in that first game. The pitch, he was ready to bunt, takes it low, ball one. Harrelson leads away. Throw to first base. Harrelson back. Indian bench really riding Pepitone down there. McDowell is moving all over trying to get Pepitone upset. Kekich ready. His pitch is in there. Strike called. This year against Yankee pitching, Harrelson has had eight hits and 22 at-bats for a 364 average. Nobody out, a 1-1 count on Versailles. And now Zorlo wants to come over and get the pine tar rag. For a man that's so fast, he moves very slowly in all his other motions. He's coming back to the plate. Had a great year for the Minnesota Twins, the MVP that year. Since then, he has done absolutely nothing. There goes Harrelson. The ball is swung in and missed. The throw to second is there, and he's safe at second. The throw was there, and Michael went down to put the tag on. It must have been a beautiful slide by Harrelson. He's safe at second with a stolen base, and that's his third stolen base in this series against the Yankees. So the hit and run was on because Harrelson did not have a good jump. But he was running a one-ball, two-strike count on Versailles. Michael playing in the hole for Versailles, so Clark will have to hold Harrelson on. The stretch by Kekich. The pitch is bounced to the shortstop. Harrelson goes back to second. Michael throw to first in time to get Zorlo, and holding at second is Harrelson. That'll bring up Vern Fuller. Fuller was 0 for 3 in the first game. score, bottom of the second inning. On deck, Ken Suarez. Kekic's pitch is a little high to pull a ball one.
There goes Harrelson. The pitch is low. The throw to third. He's safe at third. How do you like that, Harrelson? He has stolen second and third. It was a tough chance for Fernandez, a curve in the dirt. Frank had to grab it, then reached for the ball twice. A good throw to Bobby Cox, but Harrelson, with a good jump, has now stolen second and third. It's two balls, no strikes. Something's burning over the left field fence, and the wind blowing it in. You can smell the smoke. The infield is in now. Burn full of the batter. Kekich winds. Here comes Harrelson. The squeeze is on. He bunts it in the air. They could get a double play. And Fernandez makes the catch. Throws to third. And he's safe at third. Michael is there. And he's looking. Kekich throws the glove in the air. He could be thrown out of the game. And Sora is getting on Kekich. Kekich threw his glove way in the air. Hauk is out there arguing with Fernandez. Michael came over, took the throw, as Harrelson, who was already at home, had to retrace his steps. And Merle Anthony said Michael came off the bag, but Hauk says he caught the ball and then came off the bag. So the suicide squeeze does not work. It's full of foul to Fernandez. Frank made a good play coming way back of the plate to get it. And a good throw to Michael covering third. Another big argument, and Kekic was lucky. He could have been thrown out of the game technically for throwing his glove in the air. Anytime a player throws any part of his equipment up in the air and down on the ground, and if you throw it up in the air, unless you catch it, it's bound to hit the ground, you could be ejected. But Soar just came over and warned Kekic. And they're going to put Suarez on to pitch to Mike Paul. Ken Suarez, who was brought up from Portland on June the 11th. So they're going to give him an intentional walk. Suarez batting 257. Harrelson at third base. Boy, he's done a lot of running this inning. I'll tell you, he stole second. He stole third. He was charging in, had gotten all the way to home plate on the attempted suicide squeeze, and then had to turn around, run all the way back to third. So he's had four tough runs and three tough slides. Mike Paul, a left-hand batter, with runners at first and third, and two out. We've got to be alert they don't try the double steal. Paul is looking for his first base hit. Stretch by Kekic. Pitch to Paul is high ball one. No score, bottom of the second inning. Paul choking up on the bat. Here's the stretch. The pitch is high ball two, two and nothing. We got another one of those shaking the head days by hitters, catchers, pitchers. Not agreeing with the umpires too often in the first game and again here in the second game. Runners lead at first and third. The pitch right down the middle. Strike call to him one.
Pitch by Kekich is in there, strike two. And Mike Paul now arguing on that call. And look at Ashford. He puts his hands on his hips. He hasn't pleased anybody yet. Strickland goes over to talk with Harrelson. Let's see if the Indians try anything to stretch. The pitch. Strike three called. Paul never took the bat off his shoulder. So for the Indians, no runs, a base hit. There were no errors and two men left. And at the end of two full innings, it's the Yankees nothing and the Indians nothing. Well, we've been telling you about... Uh, Here's Glenn Campbell for Chevrolet. Chevy's got to put you Chevrolet dealers, and you'll find you get a car value increase and a price decrease. Let's find the back road and the green smooth the ride. Let's get going. Let's get going. Let's go. They set your values at your Chevrolet dealers. We had to interrupt Bob Fischel, but Bob was wise enough to... There was a story on the field, and he put us on, and he's going to be thrown out of the game. Can you imagine him giving the peace sign now? Holding two fingers up, that's the peace sign for the kids, and here he wanted a fight. Well, he's being taken out. Bob, how about finishing that story about that? He just see a thing like that. That boy was... Something wrong with him. Well, the bad day is coming up on Sunday, the 20th of uh, July, with the Washington Senators, and those Senators really have been hot lately, uh, coming from behind, winning big games. So it's going to be a big attraction when Ted Williams Club comes to Yankee Stadium anyway, and uh, having a second bad day by the demand of the youngsters uh, just should be another big day. We had 58,000 or so out there a couple of weeks ago when we had bad day, and so many people wanted box and reserve seats and just couldn't get them that... Uh, management of the Yankees felt it would be advisable to have one more bat day, and we have a good supply of bats on hand, including, we still have some Mickey Mantle bats, which uh, we knew the youngsters wanted, and we have some for this second day, in addition to some others. All right, Robert, thank you, and a word to the wise, you know how tough it was to get tickets for the first one, so get yours early. Right now, Horace Clark steps in, man, we're going to have a lot of more excitement before this game is over. There's a curve in their strike call. That young fellow, I mean, he must have been about 17 or 18, suddenly went almost berserk. He looked like a tiger in a cage. Ground ball is short, backhanded by Brown. Throw to first in time. Real fine play by Larry Brown. Was Clark and run, and he made a beautiful throw. One out. Clark is now over to his Ron Woods, who popped to second. Well, we've had a full moon the last two nights. I noticed it flying in. From New York last night. Pitch to Woods is low ball one. No score, top of the third. On deck, Bobby Mercer. Mike Paul got out of some jam in the second inning. 
without a run being scored. He kicks. The curve is high. 2-0. Pepitone is getting challenged by everybody. They better not let that long hair fool them. Under that hair is a real tiger. There's a swing and a miss. Two and one. They might call Joe Josephine a lot and kid him about his haircut, but he doesn't fight like Josephine. The 2-1 pitch outside, ball three. Three balls, one strike. The windup in the pitch is low ball four. Ron Woods hustling down to first base. Second more given up. And the batter now, Bobby Mercer. And on deck is Pepitone. That's why you hear all the booing. And starting to stand up. Tell you that, Peppy. He's mad every time he gets out on deck or at bat or back on first. Points to that Indian dugout. McDowell walks down wherever Pepitone is. When he's on first base, he walks to the far end. But they're kidding now. They're laughing. Look at McDowell. Hands outstretched. Trying to get Joe's go. But I tell you, when he gets mad, Joe is a much better ball player. Pitch to Mercer. Curve high. Ball one. Ernie Banks has just homered. In the first inning of the second game, a three-run homer. Those Cubs are red hot. Pitch to Bobby as a curve over, strike called. Well, the Mets broke out of their uh, short slump as they defeated the Pirates 7-3 behind Tom Seaver. What a year that Seaver's having. 12-3 for young Tom Seaver. Woods leads away. Paul steps back off the rubber, but Woods doesn't move. Bobby Mercer steps out of the batter's box. We got a scoreless ball game here in the third inning. Ball ready again. There goes Woods. What a jump, but Bobby hits the ball in the center field. And Woods will have to go back. Oh, what a running jump Ron Woods had on that.
And Pepe asked for time, but Ashford said no, and he called to the strike. And now there's a big argument with Ashford and Pepitone. And Pepe's out of the game, and Pepe grabs Ashford. And Dick Hauser comes in, and uh, Fernandez, and Pepitone is furious. And they better protect Ashford. Pepitone had asked for time, and Ashford did not give it to him. The ball was not on the way. Ball was taking a long time on the mound, checking Ron Woods. And when Ashford called it a strike, Pepitone blew his top. And he grabbed Emmett Ashford. And Pepe will not go away. Man, they ripped a couple of buttons off his shirt, but Pepe's out of the game. And I can't say I blame Pepitone for getting upset because he had stepped back before Paul had started his motion and asked for time. Paul was taking a long time watching the runner at first base, and that upsets the hitter, and Pepe had stepped back, and Ashford had plenty of time to call time, but did not do it. The pitch came in, and Ashford called it a strike. And Pepitone now wants to know, and he's being waved away. He started in, but he's out of the game. given Ashford enough time to call time. Joe had stepped back and said time right away and Paul was still looking at the runner at first. Ron Woods was taking a big lead and then the pitch came in and he called it a strike and boy Hawk is really mad now. I said it to mention it again, but this is the same crew that gave the Yankees so much trouble and ejected Hauk and Pepitone from the games up in Boston. Hank Soar now talking with Emmett Ashford at home plate. There's nothing they can do about it now. Pepitone has been ejected. I don't believe Hank Soar can overrule Ashford on that. And even though Joe did touch Emmett Ashford. It was after Ashford had called the strike. Hauk is still arguing with Emmett down there. Boy, we have had the Rubots in this second game, I'll tell you. Time to call time. Joe had stepped back and said time right away. And Paul was still looking at the runner at first. Ron Woods was taking a big lead. And then the pitch came in, and he called it a strike. And boy, Hawk is really mad now. I said it. I hate to mention it again, but this is the same crew that gave the Yankees so much trouble and ejected Hawk and Pepitone from the games up in Boston. Hank Storr now talking with Emmett Ashford at home plate. they can do about it now. Pepitone has been ejected. I don't believe Hank Zor can overrule Ashford on that. And even though Joe did touch Emmett Ashford, it was after Ashford had called the strike. Hauk is still arguing with Emmett down there. Boy, we have had the robots in this second game, I'll tell you.
it looks like Len Bama coming out to bat for Pepitone and will probably remain in the game and play first base. the pitch to Pepitone was a questionable pitch too. It could have been called a ball and I think that's what upset Pepitone as much as the fact that Ashford did not grant him time after he had asked for time. There's a helmet thrown out of the Yankee dugout. All the umpires saw it but they're not doing anything about it. Hauser throws the helmet back in the dugout. One strike on Len Bamer. Batting for Pepitone, who has been thrown out of the game. Pepe is furious right now. Pitch to Bamer, swing and a miss. Strike two. So there are two men out. Ron Woods at first base. There's no score on the top of the third. And before this ball game is over, we're going to see more fireworks, and I don't mean from the exploding scoreboard. Woods with a big lead. Throw over there, Ron is back. Two strikes on Len Bamer. Here's the stretch. Pitch is popped up. Near the Indian dugout, Suarez over there, and Suarez makes the catch. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits, no errors. A man left, and at the end of two and a half, the Yankees nothing and the Indians nothing. Metro Power is on the move. It's Montgomery Ward's free holiday sale beginning Wednesday, June 25th. Head for Ward's and save like you've never saved before. A Metro Power special on Riverside Runabouts. The 24-month tire as low as $11. A new four-ply nylon cord body for added stability and extra miles. How about this? Ward's HST high-speed tire. The tire more people demand for high-speed turnpike driving. All at a big 20% off. Along with fast and free mounting service. Save two on the Riverside Motor Oil of your choice. Additive free, all-season, heavy-duty, and supreme. All at fantastic savings. This and so much more. It's War's free holiday sale underway Wednesday, June 25th at Montgomery Ward. Now combining four big stores, Albany, Glens Falls, Kingston, and Poughkeepsie to bring you Metro Power. Just hurry to Ward's now. This sale ends Tuesday, July 1st. Mike Keckage will be pitching to the top of the Indian order here in the bottom of the third. There's no score. Yankees lost the first game 5-1. to one. And we have had many, many rhubarbs early here in this second ball game with more to come. Jose Cardinal bounced out in front of the plate, thrown out by Frank Fernandez his first time up. It'll be Cardinal, Brown, and Cap Peterson to face Mike Kekic. Mike Wines, the pitch is pop foul back into the crowd out of play. Len Bamer, as we told you, 
pinch hit for Pepitone and stays in the game at first base. Here's the one strike pitch. Change up line to left field. That's in for extra bases. Cardinal around first. He'll go into second, standing up with a double. A change of pace that did not fool Cardinal one bit. Hit number three for the Indians, and it brings up Larry Brown, who lined hard to the shortstop Gene Michael in the first inning. Brown, an excellent butter, and can hit to right field. See if the Indians go for the run, one run. Here's the stretch. Brown trying to go to right, takes the curve inside, strike one. And that was a good play, because when you're trying to go to right field, if they crowd you with no count on you, you're better off taking the pitch and look for that ball away from you. Stretch by Kekic. Almost hit him. One and one. Because Mike's trying to keep the ball inside to keep him from going to right. Cardinal at second base with nobody out. Kekic gets the sign. Here's the stretch. Pitch, slice foul. He's trying to go to right. Fouled it back into the seats. One ball, two strikes. No score, bottom of the third. Stretch by Kekic. There's one slice foul, and back at first, still trying to go to right field. And the count holds at one and two. Package ready. He bounces one. He does the job to second base, and Clark throws safe at first. He said Bama came off the bat. We're going to have another argument. First base umpire, our friend, said Bama came off the bag. Holy cow. Clark and Bama arguing with France. France said he pulled his foot off the bag. And let's see. They're going to give an error. To Len Bama, the first baseman. Bama charged with the error. Moving the third, Cardinal. Brown safe at first. And the batter, Cap Peterson, a single at center field, his first time up. That's not the last of the arguments we'll have in this game. Gene Michael calls time, wants to talk with Kekic. No score here in the bottom of the third.
Brown at first, Cardinal at third. Pitch by Kekich, strike one on the outside corner. Nobody out. Indians threatening. Pitch by Kekich, a curve high, one on one. On deck, Tony Horton. Peckett sets himself. The pitch is fouled on the right field line, back out of play. Ball thrown back to Kekich gets away. Len Bamer runs over and picks it up. One ball, two strikes. Outfield straight away. Mercer shallow in right field. Peterson a right-hand batter. Keck is taking plenty of time out there. Now time is called. Wait a minute. Well, Bobby Cox had called time. For a second there, I thought he was going to call a balk. That's all we needed. Really been a riot here. All right, Keck is ready. Curve line, base hit the left field. Cardinal scores. Brown stops at second. And the Indians lead one to nothing. Kekich threw that big, slow curveball. Didn't fool Peterson, just like the change to Cardinal. And now Tony Horton, who struck out his first time up. Pitch is high, ball one. Every time Tony Horton comes up, he asks the umpire to move, but I think the umpires are a little upset and sore refuse to move. Curve a little bit high. Doing nothing. I tell you, Kekich does not have a good curveball today. It is just floating up there, not breaking sharply. Brown at second, Peterson at first. Pitch to Horton, fouled on the right field line, back into the crowd. Bama chasing it, loses his cap, but it's way back in there. Two balls and a strike. You don't know where to look in this ball game because the arguments develop all over. Tempers are frayed. Horton asking Saw to move again. Two balls, one strike. Runners lead away. Pitch, a ground ball is short. 
Michael goes to clock for one. Back to first base, safe at first. They get the force play. Moving to third is Brown. Out at second is Peterson. Horton safe at first, and here's Ken Harrelson. He's single to left in the second inning and then promptly stole second and third. One man out. The Indians lead one to nothing. And we'll pause for station identification. Hi, I'm Bill Edwardson. I'm the bird that wakes up the early birds. Join me weekday mornings from 6 to 10. It's a real eye-opener. On WGY Radio 81, Schenectady. Fernandez having a short huddle with Mike Kekich. Mike goes to the rosin bag, and Harrelson steps into the batter's box. Stretch by Kekich. Pitch is right down the middle, strike call. Then out it to Earl Wilson, although he only pitched, didn't even pitch two innings. Friday night for the Tigers is starting the second game against Baltimore. He's pitching against Tom Phoebus. He was a losing pitcher in that first game Friday night. The stretch, the curve is low one on one. But lifetime against Baltimore, Earl Wilson has 120 and lost eight. And he's big and strong, so I guess the inning and two-thirds that he pitched didn't weaken him too much. Tigers won the first game three to two. Kekich ready. Curve line to left field, but foul. Down the Yankee bullpen. Jack Aker made a beautiful catch. He and Billy Cowan sitting on the chairs outside the uh, dugout out there in the bullpen. Very nonchalantly caught the ball, flipped it back. All right, a ball and two strikes on Harrelson. Fastball line, base hit the left. One run is in. And going for third base is Horton to throw. It's not in time. Robbie held the ball. He didn't think Horton was going to go. And that'll be a double for Ken Harrelson and RBI. Laid two to nothing. Tony Horton just kept running. Bill Robinson had the ball and figured that Horton would not go and might throw in back of the runner. Then when Horton continued, Robbie's throw was late, and you could see Robbie get mad and pound his fist in his glove. They're gonna walk. Zorl oversized and load him up for Vern Fuller. There's ball two. Harrelson has really found the Yankee pitching to his liking. Bill Burback is up and throwing in the Yankee bullpen. And there is ball four. Versailles gets an intentional walk. The bases are loaded with one out. And the batter, Vern Fuller, who uh, popped up to the catcher trying to bunt in the second inning.
lined up by Kekic. Curve way high, almost the wild pitch, ball one. Out started for the mound, took one step and stopped. All three runners leading away. Fastball, bounce to short, could be two. Michael O'Clock back to first, double play, and they get out of it. Big double play for the Yankees, short to second to first. But the Indians come up with two runs. On three hits, there was one error, and two men left. And the score at the end of three full innings, the Indians two, the Yankees nothing. On the scoreboard, Washington beat the Red Sox 5-4 to four in the first game. Higgins the winner, Landis the loser, Petroselli is 23rd home run, and Epstein is 16th. Second game, Boston 3, Washington nothing, end of an inning and a half. Siebert against Coleman, Yastrzemski hit his 20th in the first with two on. Detroit beat Baltimore 3-2, Lolich the winner, Quayla the loser, Lolich now 10-1. Second game, Tigers failed to score in the top of the first, Baltimore batting, Earl Wilson against Tom Phoebus. Kansas City leading Minnesota, 7-2 at the end of eight. Morris against Bunker. Nettles homed for Minnesota. Fiore and Oliver homed for Kansas City. California 3, Seattle nothing end of 2.5. Gelnar against Messersmith. White Sox 2, Oakland nothing end of an inning and a half. Peters against Hunter. Mets beat the Pirates 7-3. Seaver the winner, he's 12-3. Veal the loser, Carl Taylor a three-run homer. Philadelphia shut out Montreal 2-0. Lowell Palmer the winner, Robertson the loser. The Giants are leading Cincinnati 6-3, end of eight. Lindsay against Carroll. McCovey hit his 26th with a man on. Perez is 16th. Cubs beat the Cardinals 3-1. Jenkins the winner. Gibson the loser. Pinson and Smith homered. Second game, Cubs 4, Cardinals nothing, end of one. Taylor against Selma. Ernie Banks homered. Dodgers 2, San Diego 1, end of three and a half. Forster against Santorini. Houston 3, Atlanta 1, end of seven. Phillies 3, Montreal nothing, end of three and a half of the second. Coming on now, Frank Messer. Okay, Phil, Frank Fernandez at the plate. Any more scores, Phil? First pitch to Fernandez, check swing foul into the Cleveland dugout. Next pitch coming from Paul to Fernandez. Hit him on the right leg, and Fernandez is on. Didn't hit him solidly. Grazed the right leg, and Fernandez hit five pitches on it first. It brings up Bobby Cox. One holding against Fernandez, the pitch to Cox. Fastball for a strike call. Cox struck out his first time up. Bill Robinson on deck, and the 0-1 pitch coming. Strike two called.
Cleveland leading two to nothing. Indians won the first game, five to one. Left-hander Paul deals a fastball inside to Cox. One ball and two strikes. it back. Ball and two strikes on Bobby Cox. Fernandez hit with a pitch on at first base. Stretches off pretty good lead this Frank. Ball looks over that way. And delivers the plate. Check swing, and it's a ball outside. Two balls, two strikes now to Bobby Cox. Set by Paul, the look to first base, and the pitch to Cox. Drill deep to left field, moving for it is Peterson. He can't get it. He one-hands it on one bounce, throws it back in. Cox goes to second as Fernandez pulls up at third. The long double by Bobby Cox, and the Yankees have a threat going here. Runners at second and third, nobody out, and Bill Robinson will be the batter. Last time in this situation, Robinson was intentionally walked. Washington scored six runs in the second inning. Is that right, Sandy? For a 6-3 lead over Boston at the end of two. The Orioles knocked Wilson out in the first. Hmm. They're pitching to Robinson. He pops it up. Down comes the third baseman, Versailles. Down to the plate and makes the catch. A Robinson first ball hitting pops up. One down and Gene Michael will step in. back, drawing again in the Yankee bullpen. Michael popped up to second his first time up. Takes a pitch high, ball one. Yankees had a scoring threat in the second when they had the bases loaded with one out, but Michael popped up and Kekic was called out on strikes to end the threat. Billy Cowan has come out on deck to bat for Kekic. Should the occasion arise, and here's the pitch. Drilled deep to left field again, and it is in for a base hit and bounces into the stands for a double. Two runs will score, and the ball game is tied up as Gene Michael doubles to left. Michael ties it up with a two-bagger. And Billy Cowan will bat for Kekic. 
That is base at number four for the Yankees in the game. Cowan is hitting 171. For Gene Michael, the RBIs, his sixth and seventh of the year. Cowan, right-hand hitter. Ball looks back to second. And here's the pitch. Cowan takes high. Ball one. Pina throwing in the Cleveland bullpen, right-hander. 1-0 pitch. Drill deep to left field. If it's fair, it's a home run. It's a fair ball and a home run for Cowan. <laughs> the Yankees go out in front 4-2 as Billy Cowan lines one into the seats in left. His first American League home run. Alvin Dark has gone to the mound to make a pitching change. Horatio Pena will be coming on in relief. That was the first pinch hit home run for the Yankees this year. after pitching three and one-third innings. He has allowed four runs on five base hits. He walked two and he struck out three. Horatio Pina, or Pina, P-I-N-A, tall, slender right-hander, Comes on to pitch for Cleveland. Pena's 6'3 and 175 pounds. Young man is from Mexico, 24 years of age. He won one and lost one in 12 appearances last year for the Indians. Posted an earned run average of 1.74. He is ready to pitch to Horace Clark. So Clark will swing around now and bat left-handed. Later this year has won two and lost two. Has an ERA of uh, 5.45. Clark fouls one back right in front of the booth. Strike one. (laughs) 
Wind up and the one strike pitch. Strike two is called. Indians have had two complete games pitched in the three games so far by Tiot in the opener today and by McDowell Friday night. Pena sidearm fastball for strike three and Clark is called out. In yesterday afternoon's game, Dick Ellsworth did not survive the sixth inning. Stan Williams had to bail him out. And now Pena in relief of the starter Mike Paul in this game. The Yankees now leading 4-2. to two. Wind up and now the pitch to Ronnie Woods. He takes it low and away, ball one. Woods has walked and popped up. 0 for 1. Pena into the windup. Kicks and deals. Sidearm fastball is outside. Right-hander warming up in the Cleveland bullpen, Law. Ron Law, who just joined the club a couple of days ago. 2 nothing pitch. Woods takes inside, ball three. Three balls and no strikes. Two outs, nobody on. The Yankees have scored four runs on three hits and a hit batter. There is ball four, and Ron Woods walks on four pitches. Second time he's drawn a walk in the game. It brings up Bobby Mercer over two. Bobby Mercer is the eighth Yankee to bat here in the fourth inning. Woods at first, two down, set by Pina. And the pitch, sidearm pitch for a strike called over the outside corner. Woods gets back. No balls, one strike to Mercer. Mina brings it in. Mercer gives it a ride high in the air in a shallow right. Backing up, Fuller, the second baseman, under it. And Fuller makes the catch for out number three. The Yankees come up, though, with four runs on three hits, no errors, and a man left. And at the end of three and a half, the score is New York four and Cleveland two. There's an ocean full of value at participating Atlantic stations these days. First, there's something for your car, of course. The gasoline that keeps you on the go, Atlantic Imperial. Then there's famous Red Ball service, too. And now, there's something for your table. Fine china, imported from across the sea. We call it royal elegance. You'll call it beautiful, delicate, translucent, and a sensational value. Because at participating Atlantic stations, 
you can purchase a four-piece place setting of royal elegance for only 99 cents with each eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states, but this beautiful fine china will never vary in its charming good looks. Pick up a four-piece place setting today. Charge it on your Atlantic Richfield credit card if you like. Royal elegance is something nice to take home to mother. Well, Bill Burbank comes on to pitch for the Yankees. The first time Burbank has worked in relief this year. He pitched uh, yesterday. Pitched two-thirds of an inning as the starter yesterday afternoon. Gave up three runs and three hits. And he was the losing pitcher. Well, Burbank has a record of four wins and five losses. Ken Suarez, the catcher, a right-hand batter, steps in against him and takes low ball one. Russ Snyder, a left-hand hitter, is on deck to bat for the pitcher, Pina. And we'll see the newcomer, Ron Law, coming into this ball game later on. Here's the pitch from Burbank, fast and low, ball two. Baltimore leads Detroit 2 to nothing at the end of one inning in the second game. Detroit squeezed by in the first game 3-2. to two, As Mickey Lolich got his 10th win of the year. Two balls and no strikes to Suarez. He's trying to wait him out now, but he takes a strike. Burback, in facing eight men yesterday, we told you gave up three hits. Walked three. Committed a couple of wild pitches and was charged with three runs. He's lone outside to Suarez to make it three balls and a strike. Yankees leading four to two. Home run by Billy Cowan, a big blow. Burbank's pitch is in there and Suarez takes it for strike two. Full count three and two. Pepitone ejected from the ball game. Burback fires and it's rock foul past George Strickland, the third base coach. Again, a 3 2 pitch will be coming down to Suarez. Here it is. He takes high ball four. Now Suarez walks, leading off the fourth, and it brings up Russ Snyder to bat for Horacio Pina. <laughs> Russ Snyder is four for six in this series. Batting 271 on the year. Burbach's pitch popped up in a shallow left. Could be a tough play. Now Bill Robinson is there now and makes the catch. So Snyder is retired. One down. Suarez holding at first base, and the batter will be Jose Cardinal. Cardinal led off the third with a double and scored the first of two runs in the inning. 
Beckett in three innings gave up two runs, one of them unearned on five hits. He walked two and he struck out two. Pitch to Cardinal is taken low and away, ball one. Yankees trying to salvage the final game of this four-game series. Indians have given them trouble all year. Pitch. Over but low, ball two. Yankees against Cleveland this year have won but one and lost four. Cardinal takes ball three outside. Lamer holding against the base runner at first, Suarez. See if Cardinal probably will be taking all the way on this one. Burback delivers it, and he misses inside ball four. Cardinal walks. It was Suarez to second, and the Indians have the tying runs on. And a hurry-up call goes to the Yankee bullpen. Let's see who starts warming up. Be Jack Aker. It doesn't take Aker long to get ready. Larry Brown steps in. He is 0 for 2, lined out, reached on an error. He scored a run. Suarez at second, cutting out at first. We're back off the stretch. And the pitch, strike call, knee high. Check swing, the pitch is low. Burbag would like to keep the pitchers down low. Hopeful of a double play ball being hit. One-one pitch coming. It is taken low, ball two. Two balls and a strike, with Suarez at second, Cardinal at first. One away. Yankees leading 4-2 here in the bottom half of the fourth. Burback stretches, sets and delivers. There's a line drive to left, coming hard for it. Robinson, he's got it, falls down and holds on. The runners go back. Bill Robinson got it off balance, fell down but held on to it. Father of two away, and Cap Peterson will be the batter. He is two for two. Mm-hmm. 
Peterson, right-hand hitter. A single to center and single to left. Driven in a run. He golfs one foul. Back into the seats beyond the first base dugout. We're back in relief with Kekic. Stairs down to Fernandez. Starts his motion. One strike pitch. Overhand fastball is up high. One ball and one strike. ready to work again. 1-1 one, one pitch will be coming down to Cap Peterson. He looks it over for a strike. A breaking ball. Tony Horton is on deck. Runners at first and second, two out. And the one-two pitch. Overhand curve is high. Two balls, two strikes. Two-two pitch to Peterson. He hits it high in the air to deep center, but Ron Wood, circling around, gets under it, makes the catch, and the side is retired. Well, the Indians, no runs, no hits. There were no errors, two men are left. And at the end of four, the score is New York four and Cleveland two. Choosing a reliable service station is no problem when you're in your own neighborhood. You go where they take good care of their regular customers. But how can you choose a reliable service station when you're away from home? Well, that's no problem either. You simply look for the Red Ball sign where they take good care of every customer every time. Atlantic Red Ball dealer service is the same everywhere you go. So good, it's guaranteed. And don't bother wondering if the windshield should be cleaned. It'll be cleaned whether it needs it or not. If you forget it's time to check the oil, your Red Ball dealer will remind you. That's part of the Red Ball dealer guarantee. If he doesn't clean the windshield, weather permitting, and offer to check the oil, your gasoline purchase is free. The offer may vary in some states, but Atlantic Red Ball dealer service never varies. It's always dependable, always the same for every customer, every time. Ron Law comes on to pitch for the Cleveland Indians as we go to the fifth inning. So, Horatio Pina pitched two-thirds of an inning, struck out one and walked one. And now Law. Ron Law, right-hander, purchased by the Indians from their Waterbury Club in the Eastern League. 23 years old, 6 foot, 165 pounds, a native of Hamilton, Ontario. Now makes his home in Palo Alto, California. 
At Waterbury this year, he had won eight and lost four in 13 starts. Eight complete games. At an earned run average of 3.21. Law replaces Dave Nelson on the Cleveland roster as Nelson left yesterday for a two-week military obligation. So in his first American League game, Ron Law, right-hander. Coming in here in relief, and he's pitching to the Yankee rookie utility man, Len Bamer. First pitch to Bamer. He takes, and it's ball one. Oh, boy, Evan Ashford almost gave a strike call. Now time is called. Larry Brown takes, and it's ball one. Oh, boy, Evan Ashford almost gave a strike call. Now time is called. Larry Brown comes into the mound, and we'll pause right here for station identification. Hi, Harry Downey speaking. Every day it's music and mystery. Stay close weekdays, 10 to 11.30 a.m. and 1 to 3 p.m. here on WGY Schenectady. Ready to go again. Law deals to Bamer, who fouls it back into the seats, and the count is even up in one ball, one strike. Bamer bunts one foul off the third baseline, trying to get on. Law taking a little time to rub up the new baseball. And his pitch is low and outside to Bamer to even the count at two and two. Nobody on, nobody on. Top of the fifth. The Yankees ahead four to two. The pitch. Bamer undercuts it, lifts it out into shallow left. Coming hard for it is Peterson. Near the foul line, he makes the catch. Peterson broke back on that one, had to circle around and come in to make the catch. So, Bamer is retired for the second time. And it brings up Frank Fernandez, who has singled and been hit with a pitch. Law delivers. Fernandez fouls it back over the press box. Strike one. the windup and the pitch to Fernandez. Strike is called over the outside corner. Looks like a good slider from the young right-hander, Ron Law. Two-strike pitch. Rock deep to left field. Way, way back there. This one is going and it is in the seat. Long home run for Frank Fernandez. Gentlemen, I would have to say that ball carried over 400 feet. It not only cleared the fence, it went into the grandstand beyond the fence. Home run number five 
for Frank Fernandez, the Staten Island strong boy, has put one in the seats, and the Yankees lead 5-2. to two. Yankees' second home run of the game. Billy Kahn had a pinch hit homer earlier. And now Bobby Cox swings from his heels and misses strike one. Next pitch, Cox takes inside. Will be Bill Robinson. Robbie has walked and popped up. Takes ball, now takes a strike on the outside corner. Next pitch, fouled off his foot. That was Fernandez's first homer since May 28th against Chicago. He hit one out in we play that game in Milwaukee that night. Strike three is called. Robbie is out on strikes and the side retired. Ball of the Yankees, one run on one hit. There were no errors and nobody left on base. And at the end of four and a half, the score is New York five and Cleveland two. Just looking back through the book, Fernandez has hit five home runs this year and... They have all been against right-hand pitchers. Fernandez uh, very seldom plays against right-handers, but they have all been against right-hand pitchers. He hit one off uh, Locker, that's the one against the White Sox, one off Jim Nash of Kansas, of uh, Oakland, and one off uh, Jim Hannon of the Senators, one off Bob Humphreys of the Senators, and the one today off Ron Law. So all five of Fernandez's home runs have been hit off right-hand pitchers. We go to the bottom half of the fifth inning. Burbach's first pitch is a strike call to Tony Horton. Horton is over two. Struck out, grounded into a fourth play. Bounces one, and Bamer cannot get to it. It's passed him out into right field. Bamer tried to backhand the ball and could not come up with it. It's a base hit for Horton. Base hit number six for the Indians, and here comes Harrelson. The Hawk is two for two in this game. Son of a gun, you know when Hawk got on with a single in the second, then he stole second, then he stole third, and I thought he was going to steal home. He came racing in, but they had to squeeze play on. The batter at the time was Vern Fuller, and he fouled it in the air, and it was caught by Fernandez. Pitch to Harrelson. Fastball is inside, ball one. Harrelson has had six hits in ten at-bats in this series, including a home run and a double. Four runs batted in, five runs batted in for him. Burback delivers low. Ball two. and no strikes. Fernandez flashes the side. Sets the target. And the pitch. 
Ball three. Well, Harrelson way ahead of the count. Three balls and no strikes. Steps back away from the plate. Takes a few practice swings. Three all pitch. Right down the middle. Three and one. I interviewed Harrelson on television between games of the doubleheader. He said he was really looking forward to coming into Yankee Stadium. He said that was one of his favorite ballparks. So when he first comes into the stadium every trip, he just sits there for about five minutes and looks around. 3-1 pitch to him. He swings and he misses strike two. Full count. Harrelson admitted that the use of the lab black and the sweatbands were more for looks than anything else. That he calls it his makeup. He said the kids love it. Helps them to identify him. And I'll tell you, it's a good idea. 3-2 pitch to him. Line to left field. It's a foul ball. Oh, just missed the chalk line. Just foul. Attendance has just been announced is 26,061. Horton at first, nobody out. Three-two pitch again coming up to Hawk Harrelson. Fairback starts to stretch. And here it comes. Harrelson hits it high in the air to left center. Bill Robinson waiting for it to come down. Under it. And he makes the catch. One away. Carlson had a good cut at that one. Just got under the pitch. One out and the batter will be Zoya Versailles, the third baseman. Grounded a short and then was given an intentional walk. So he is over one in this game. Versailles was thrown out of the first game of the doubleheader for protesting a third strike call. Pepitone, of course, has been ejected from this one for protesting many things. The pitch, butted down the third baseline and foul. He was not butting for a sacrifice. He was butting for a base hit on that one. As the pitch got to the plate, he just dropped the bat. Pitch hit it, and Versailles was racing down the line all in the same motion. Frank Howard has hit his 24th home run of the year for the Washington Senators. That put him out 9-3 over Boston. That was in the fourth inning. They're leading at least 9-3 now. One strike pitch to Versailles. Swung on and missed. Burbank fired a fastball. Yankees leading 5-2 here in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Burbank nods agreement to the sign. His two-strike pitch now. Just outside. A ball and two strikes. 
We're back. Fires again. Versailles rocks it foul down the left side. Bounces up into the seats. And a young man in a box seat claims it. Atlanta has scored three runs in the ninth inning down in the Astrodome to take a 4-3 lead over the Houston Astros. Back sets and delivers again. Versailles fouls it back into the upper deck. Again, the one two pitch to him. Strike, three is called. He knew it. No argument on that one. Two away now, and the batter will be Vern Fuller, the second baseman. Still have some sunshine here, but the lights are on at Cleveland Stadium now. Just the lights behind the plate. That helps the television cameras pick up the action a little better. Fuller pops it up on the first pitch. Near third, Bobby Cox now drifting into foul territory. And in the coaching box, he makes the catch to retire the side. No runs on one hit. There were no errors and a man left. And at the end of five, the score, the Yankees five and the Indians two. Like a little more luxury in a low-priced car if you thought you could swing it? Well, see one of us Pontiac dealers and ask about Pontiac Le Mans for 69 Le Mans has it all, and at a price so low you can swing it. How come? It's all part of the breakaway deals we're making right now. So come on in and check out a Le Mans breakaway deal. You can swing a lot more luxury than you think. Now you can swing luxury. Get a breakaway deal at your local authorized Pontiac dealer. Just about everybody has his own reasons why McDonald's is his kind of place. If you're a mother, you probably like it because everything's so neat and clean. And if you like those little touches, we got them. Bakers of bib napkins, drinking cup lids that won't fall off, and shakes with extra fat straws that won't bend or break. No big thing. Just part of making McDonald's your kind of place. As we go to the sixth inning, Ron Law in his first major league ball game will be pitching to Gene Michael, Bill Burback, and Horace Clark. Yankees with five runs on six hits, the Indians two runs on six hits. Dean Michael knocked in two runs with a double back in the fourth inning. Batting left-handed against Law. Takes low and inside. Ball one. Second time on the road trip. Michael had knocked in two runs in the ball game. Drove in two in the game against Boston. He fouls this one off. 
Counts even at a ball and a strike. Sheen takes up high. He's currently hitting 268. Going one for two in this game with a double. Michael was on base when Billy Kahn pinch hit a home run. Bounces this one to the second baseman, Fuller. He has a chest-high hop, pegs it over to Horton, and that is all for Gene Michael. One down. Here's Burback. Burback as a hitter is 3 for 25. It figures out to a 120 batting average. Burback, right-hand hitter, takes high, ball one. Bill, just 21. 6'4", 220 pounds. He looks at the fastball for a strike. One ball, one strike. Baltimore leads Detroit three to one now at the end of the two innings. Burback leans away from a high inside pitch, makes it two balls and one strike. Ronnie Law kicks and delivers. Low to Burback, ball three. Bill looks down to Dick Hauser. Oh, Dick's a little bit overmatched earlier in the game, wasn't he, when he tried to wrestle Pepitone away from Ashford. 3-1 hmm. pitch, outside, and Burback is on. One out, Burback at first, declines the jacket. Pretty well soaked with perspiration, but he doesn't want to put that jacket on. Talking down there with Elston Howard as Suarez goes out to the mound and talks to his pitcher, Ronnie Law. Horace Clark, the batter. Clark is over three. Takes a pitch down, low ball one. Law misses outside, ball two. Clark trying to keep a nine-game hit streak alive. He has flied to center, grounded to short, and been called out on strikes. Burback, pretty good lead at first base. The pitch to Clark popped up on the left side. Moving forth, the shortstop, Larry Brown, back in the grass now, near the foul line, makes the catch, and there are two down. Ronnie Woods has popped up to second and twice drawn walks.
The first pitch to Woods fouled away off the end of the bat into the upper deck to the right side. Out in center field, Jose Cardinal plays Woods fairly deep and over toward the alley. If he expects him to pull the ball that way. Harrelson swung around toward the alley in right center field. Peterson tucked away in the left field corner. And there's a fly ball out into right center. Harrelson was just in the right spot for it. One hands it, and the side is retired. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits, no errors. A walk and a man left. At the end of five and a half, the score is New York five and Cleveland two. will lead off. Waiting for Burbank to come out. He was on base. He went in and changed his shirt, I believe. Let me take another look out there. Looks like he... Yeah, he did. He's got a drier shirt on. I no, he didn't either. He's got the same one on. But he has just come out to start his warm-up throws. Suarez will be the first hitter. It looks like Luke Klimchak. Kneeling down there in the on-deck circle. He will bat for the pitcher... Law, and out in the Cleveland bullpen, Burchard is warming up. A right-hander, Larry Burchard, B-U-R-C-H-A-R-T. Yankees had a big inning, the fourth, when they scored four runs, two on a double by Gene Michael. And two on a pinch hit home run by Billy Cowan, which was the Yankees' first pinch hit home run of the year, and Cowan's first home run in the American League. Suarez, the catcher, right hand batter, has walked twice in this ballgame. He was the first man Burback pitched to, and Burback walked leading off the fourth. Bill kicks and delivers, and he is low and outside, ball one. We're in the bottom half of the sixth. Next pitch, inside. Two balls and no strikes to Suarez. back kicks and delivers. And he's low with a curve. Three balls and no strikes. Once this young man finds himself and learns to relax on the mound, he has a chance to be a real good pitcher. 3-0 pitch is low ball four and he's walked Suarez. Suarez is on for the third time. And it's the third walk given up by Burback. And now Luke Klimchak, a left-hand hitter. Klimchak batting for the pitcher. Ron Law. Klimchak was brought up from Portland May 27th. He was hitting 284 in the Coast League. At that time, he replaced Dave Nelson, who had uh, pulled a hamstring muscle. Nelson was replaced yesterday again 
by Ron Law as Nelson went into the Army for two weeks. Klimchak hitting 286. One home run, six runs batted in. Left hand hitter stands well away from the plate. And he takes a strike, letter high. Burback working off the stretch. Delivers low. Baber at first base has backed off, playing the batter and not holding the runner on. Suarez can take an extra step lead this way. Infield in halfway. Hopeful of the double play. Burback fires it in and he misses outside. Two balls and one strike. Klimchak looks at a strike that got the outside corner. It would appear just from uh, sitting back here looking down that Klimchak would have trouble handling the outside corner. He is uh, well away from the plate. Well, he's hitting 286, and you can't argue with that, can you? He rips one foul down the left side as he tried to check his swing. Ball back in the seats. Count is two and two. Jack Aker and Steve Hamilton are up in the Yankee bullpen. Two-two pitch. Get high in the air out of the shallow right. Mercer and Woods both coming for it. It's Woods, and he one-hands it. Mercer was having trouble with the sun. Woods saw the ball all the way. He had slowed down, thinking Mercer would take it. And then evidently Mercer said, you got to get it, and Woods really turned it on and made the catch coming in. One down, and Jose Cardinal steps in. He's one for two. His base hit was a double. He's got a run. He swings and misses on a Burback fastball. Bamer now, the right-hand hitter at the plate, is holding the runner on at first, Suarez. Fastball is low, and the count is one and one. The Yankees leading five to two. Cleveland broke on top with two runs in the third, but the Yankees scored four in the fourth and one more in the fifth. Home runs by Billy Cowan and Frank Fernandez, figuring heavily in the scoring. And the pitch, low and blocked by Fernandez in the dirt. Bill Prian has just hit a two-run homer for the Detroit Tigers, and they have tied Baltimore three to three. Detroit won the first game three to two. They're in the third inning of the nightcap. 
2-1 pitch to Cardinal. Fouled it back on the screen. Youngsters climbing the screen, trying to get that ball that lodged up on top of it. They could be hurt with a foul ball that came back because that screen gives to an extent. And now, Conanow is going to stay out of the batter's box until the youngsters get down from the screen. It is uh, very dangerous. Finally, youngster drops the ball on the outside of the screen and we can get back to the game. The usher, who retrieved the ball, will give it to the young man in return for his getting down from the screen. He will be presented the baseball. Way to go. Now the pitch is high to Cardinal and knocked down by Fernandez. Knocked it down in front of him. Held Suarez at first. The count is full three and two. Alvin Dark up on the top step of the dugout watching the action. Out the same way. The set by Burbeck. 3-2 pitch is high. Ball four. The fourth walk given up by Burbeck. It moves Suarez to second. Puts Cardinal out on it first. And puts us right in position for a station break. We pause for station identification. Hi, Terry Lester here. Kick those late afternoon blues. Keep happy from 3 to 7 p.m. weekdays on WGY Schenectady, Radio 81. The runner will be Larry Brown. He is 0 for 3. Right-hand hitter, lines one to Cox, who grabs it, throws to Clark at second. They double Suarez off the bag, and the side is retired. A quick double play on a line drive to Cox. Over to Clark. No runs, no hits, no errors. A man is left on. And at the end of six, the score is New York five and Cleveland two. And we'll check other scores for you. Washington edged Boston five to four in the first game. Second game, Washington nine, Boston four at the end of five. Detroit. Beat Baltimore three to two in the first game, and uh, the Tigers lead four to three in the third inning of the nightcap. Is that right? No. Three up. I beg your pardon. Three to three, and they're still batting in the top of the third. Kansas City defeated Minnesota seven to two in the first game. Minnesota leads one to nothing in the first inning of the nightcap. California five, Seattle nothing at the end of five. Oakland three, Chicago two at the end of five. In the National League, the Mets beat the Pirates seven to three. Tommy Seaver won his twelfth of the year. Philadelphia shut out Montreal two to nothing behind Lowell Palmer in the first game of a doubleheader. And in the second game, they're in the bottom half of the eighth inning with the Phillies leading five to one. Cincinnati edged San Francisco seven to six. Cubs beat the Cardinals 3-1 in the first game, and Chicago's leading 7-1 at the end of 5 in the second game. Los Angeles 3, San Diego 1 at the end of 7. 
And Atlanta scored three runs in the ninth inning to edge Houston four to three. And that's a rundown on other action. Our ball game is all ready to move to the seventh inning and uh, ready to move in and tell you all about it. Here is Jerry Coleman. Jerry? Okay, Frank, and Bobby Mercer is coming on. He'll be going up against Larry Burkhart. He's the fourth Indian pitcher. He's been with the club all year, but he was hurt early in the season with a pulled muscle in his rib cage. And the first pitch is way outside for ball one. Mercer is 0 for 3 in this second ball game. Bobby was 2 for 4 in the first. Mercer batting 277, and he takes outside. Two balls and no strikes. Larry Burkhart, big right-hander. In his third-year pro ball, and Mercer hits one to center and drops for a base hit. A broken bat single for Bobby Mercer. Bobby leading off the seventh inning with the Yankees leading 5-2. to two. Indians won the first game 5-1. to one. Single for Mercer. Now here is Len Bamer, who came on for the ejected Joe Pepitone. Bamer fouled to the catcher, fly to left. Larry Burkhart, 23 years old, born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's a drive to right. It's a base hit for Len Bamer. Down the line, Mercer digging for third. He may try it. Hauser's waving him in. Horton has their throw, and no chance as Mercer comes in to score. Len Bamer gets his second base hit. This one is a double, and his second RBI, and the Yankees move out in front three. Make that two for two, rather. He singled, was hit by a pitch ball, and hit a home run. Drove in a run and scored two. Bamer at second base. Hit a shot over the head of the first baseman, Tony Horton, driving in Mercer from first. There's a high curve to Fernandez. One and one. One ball, one strike. A big day of baseball in the major leagues. A lot of action in both the American and the national. In the dirt. Two balls and one strike. Defense straight away. Outfield respecting Fernandez power. They're back. Burkhart fires way inside. Three balls and one strike. Burkhart spent his first year in Ogden where he was 9-1, and one, and then in 1968 he had an 0-2 record at Albuquerque. Didn't pitch too much and may have had a sore arm. Swing and a miss by Frank. Three balls and two strikes. Burkhart is 0-1 this year. Before this game, has pitched only 12 and two-thirds innings. 
Ground ball. One hopper snagged by Versailles. The long throw is in time. Fernandez is out of there. He almost had his third hit. Rosolo Versailles pulled a beautiful play, backhanded a high hopper at the line, and threw him out. Now Bobby Cox is coming on. Bobby is one for three. That's a fine play by Versailles. Burkhart delivers, and Cox takes outside for ball one. One down at second base. Len Bamer, one run across. Yankees are leading six to two. Top of the seventh. Indians won the first game five to one. There's a foul off the toe of Cox, drifting off to the left. One ball, one strike. Gary Kroll is warming up in the Indian bullpen. Burkhart, the big right-hander, ready again. Cox waiting. The pitch almost hit him, just inside. Two balls and one strike. Now Burkhart steps off the rubber and chases Beamer back, who is dancing around second base. There goes Beamer. He's stealing third. The throw by Suarez, and he is a dead duck. Fine throw by Ken Suarez. Got a good arm. Nailing Beamer, trying to steal third. That play went 2-5. Oh, we have two down. It's a 2-2 count on Bobby Cox. This Burkhardt, a big guy, 6'3", 210 pounds. The right-hander to Bobby Cox. Into right center field. Racing for it is Cardinal. Plenty of time. Makes the play. The side is retired. But the Yankees come up with a run on two base hits and nobody left. And the score after six and a half. Yankees six runs, eight hits. Indians, two runs and six hits. Bill Burback is in there as we move into the bottom of the seventh inning. He'll go up against Cap Peterson, Tony Horton, and Ken Harrelson. And the Yankees lead by four. A six-to-two ball game. Indians got the first one five-to-one to make it three in a row, but the Yankees battling back to get this last one if they can. Peterson is two for three. Single to center, single to left, and fly to center. In the first ball game, Peterson went 0 for 4. Burback, the right-hander, delivers, and Peterson hits a high drive to right center. Mercer, right under it. Son giving him a little battle, but he's got it. One away. On one pitch, here's Tony Horton. Struck out, hit into a forced play, and single to right. A little 
those Senators are taking the Red Sox apart in that second ball game. Epstein, Howard, and Unser have homered in that one, and Unser gets one in the sixth inning to make it at least 10 to 4. Here is Horton, fouls the first pitch back and out of play for strike one. Washington won the first game 5-4, coming up at 3 in the bottom of the ninth to do it. Dick Williams will be sleeping on the lobby floor tonight. You better not let him get up too high. Boy, when you lose him like that, you start jumping out of windows. The 1-1 pitch now. Horton hits it hard to right field. Mercer holding ground, then going back. Makes the one-handed catch. Two down. That'll bring up Ken Harrelson. We're in the last of the seventh. Yankees, six runs, eight hits. The Indians, two runs and six hits. Second game of the doubleheader and the last game of this road trip. Yankees return to New York right after this game. They're off tomorrow. But Tuesday night, they go up against the Orioles. Harrelson is two for three, got a couple of stolen bases, and he takes high for ball one. Single, double, fly to left. Defense playing Harrelson deep in the outfield, shading him to pull. Fastball misses low, and Burback seems to be having some trouble with the mound. He's fallen off. In other words, he looks like he's stumbled off on several pitches. Two balls and no strikes. The 2-0 pitch. Harrelson takes it outside for 3-0. and The Hawk, Ken Harrelson, one of the real colorful guys. He and the Indians will be in town next Friday for a doubleheader on the 4th, Saturday night and Sunday afternoon, single games. Burback slips the fastball right in there. Now it's three balls and one strike. Here's the 3-1 delivery. High pop, right side, drifting forward is Bamer near the railing. He's not going to get it. The wind got a hold of that and pushed it way back into the seats. Oh, a mad scramble on T-shirt day by a hundred different youngsters all over the place after that one. Those kids, they really go. You know, coming up with a souvenir baseball is better than getting into the ballpark for nothing. There's a half swing called ball four. Harrelson started and then turned his head, and as he turned around, the bat followed him. And now manager Ralph Hawk is going to go up and he better talk to Frank Fernandez. Oh, no, I know what he's doing. You can't argue a ball or a strike. But he's asking the plate umpire, Emmett Ashford, to ask the first base umpire, Art Franz, about that check swing. And Franz says, nope, it was a ball. And that makes it ball four for Ken Harrelson with two down. And the batter now for Sally's. Fifth walk given up by Burback. I thought for a moment that Hawk was going to go out and argue whether it was a ball or a strike, and if you do that, you're automatically gone. He just wanted to ask Emmett Ashford to ask Art France at first base. 
Swing and a miss by Versailles. Strike one. A good changeup. Bill Burback, who lost the first game here Friday night, could win this final one to even his record at five and five. He's got a mark. Four wins and five losses right now. One and one the count as Burback delivers low. Mike Kekich started this game for the Yankees. He left after three, giving up five hits, walking two, striking out two, and allowing two runs. Burback has given up only one base hit, but he's walked five, has not allowed a run. This one is outside to Versailles. Two balls and one strike. The sun has bounced out bright and clear once again here at Cleveland. Lights are on, except the outfield lights behind the right field and left field fences on the roof. Burback comes to the belt. Checks Harrelson. Here's the pitch for Sally's. Hits a one-hopper to Cox at third, who bobbles it. He's up with it. Throws. Not in time. He pulls Bamer off the base. And Len Bamer had all he could do to knock it down. Bobby Cox will be charged with an error. Down to second base, Ken Harrelson. Vern Fuller was the scheduled hitter, but it looks like we're going to have a switch. I just saw Richie Scheinbloom head for the bat rack, and I think that's who it's going to be. Richie Scheinbloom, a left-hand batter, coming on. just a left-hand batter. He's a switch hitter, but he bats left-handed and right-handed, naturally. He's batting 155, 15 for 97. Vern Fuller leaves the game in favor of Richie Scheinblum, who will bat from the left side against the right-handed Bill Burback. Runners at first and second, two out. The pitch by Burback is in there for a strike, a curveball. Steve Hamilton, the Yankee left-hand reliever, and Jack Aker, the right-hand reliever, warming up in the bullpen. Gary Kroll is up again for the Cleveland Indians. Now the one-strike pitch to Bloom. He takes it outside, one and one. One ball, one strike. Bottom of the seventh. Shine Bloom the batter. Runners at first and second, two down. Swing and seven. Shine Bloom the batter. Runners at first and second, two down. Swing and a miss by Shine Bloom. A ball and two strikes. He went after a fastball and swung under it. two pitch coming up as Shine Bloom waits and he takes strike three and that's all. A big pitch for Bill Burback. Second strikeout for Bill. For the Indians in the bottom of the seventh, no runs, no hits, one Yankee error, two men left and the score after seven. Yankee six, Indians two. 
Metro Power is on the move. It's Montgomery Ward's free holiday sale beginning Wednesday, June 25th. Head for Ward's and save like you've never saved before. A Metro Power special on Riverside Runabouts. The 24-month tire as low as $11. A new four-ply nylon cord body for added stability and extra miles. How about this? Ward's HST high-speed tire. The tire more people demand for high-speed turnpike driving. All at a big 20% off, along with fast and free mounting service. Save two on the Riverside Motor Oil of your choice. Additive free, all-season, heavy-duty, and supreme, all at fantastic savings. This and so much more. It's Ward's free holiday sale. Underway Wednesday, June 25th at Montgomery Ward. Now combining four big stores, Albany, Glens Falls, Kingston, and Poughkeepsie to bring you Metro Power. Just hurry to Ward's now. This sale ends Tuesday, July 1st. We've got a couple of defensive switches here. Scheinboom stays in the ball game and goes to center field. Carter now moves from center field to third, and Versalles goes from third to second. Vern Fuller, of course, left the ball game in favor of the pinch hitting Richie Scheinbloom. We're moving into the eighth inning. It'll be Bill Robinson, Gene Michael, and Bill Burback going up against Larry Burkhart. Looking at the National League scoreboard right now. The Cubs beat the Cardinals 3-1 to one in the first game and after six innings of the second, the Cubs lead the Cardinals 10-1. to one. And if they hang on and win that second game, St. Louis will have a record of 35-40. 14 games behind the Chicago Cubs and a million dollar payroll. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. They'll also be in fifth place. In the National League East, the Phillies are winning a pair, and they'll move ahead. They're only one behind. Bill Robinson just took strike one, and he hits a foul coming back for strike two. Neither of the defending champions, the Detroit Tigers, nor the Cardinals, are doing too well. The Tigers, though, have just tied up the ball game after three innings. It's Detroit three and the Orioles three, and Detroit won the first game three to two. But Detroit entered today's action 13 and a half behind. Low to Bill Robinson. A ball and two strikes. The Yankees are leading in this one 6-2, to two, and they lost the first one 5-1. to one. We're in the top of the eighth. Robbie has walked, struck out, popped the third. He's 0 for 2 in this one. The 1-2 pitch by Burkhart is fouled back into the seat. The Detroit Tigers, the defending world champs, started the action 13 and a half behind Baltimore. If they lose two, they'll be 11 and a half back, but if they split, they'll hold the 13 and a half. There's a high pop foul out of play once again. The count holds one ball and two strikes to Bill Robinson. The pitch to Robbie. Hit on the ground of the shortstop, Larry Brown. He gets it on a nice big hop. Flips over to Horton. One away, and that'll bring up Gene Michael. In the big four-run fourth inning where the Yankees went ahead, Michael was instrumental in getting a double that drove in a pair. 
and he was followed by Billy Cowan's two-run homer. Michael, one for three, waiting. Takes high from Larry Burkhart for ball one. One down, nobody on. Yanks, six hits. Make that six runs on eight hits. The Indians, two runs on six hits. Two balls and no strikes to Michael. Senators now lead the Red Sox in that second game, 11 to 4 in the seventh, and they won the first one, 5 to 4. Outside to Gene Michael, a fastball, a missed, it's 3 and 0. Dick Hauser flashing a sign to Gene. At first base, Elston Howard doing the coaching for the Yanks. The 3 0 delivery. In there for strike one. On deck, Burback. Michael waiting. The 3-1 delivery by Burkhardt is strike two call. Gene started down to first base. He thought it was a ball. And that's the reaction you hear at Cleveland's Municipal Stadium. Telling him to get back. Payoff pitch now. Coming up by Larry Burkhardt. And here it is to Michael. On the ground to the first baseman, Horton. He had to look twice to make sure he had it. Runs over to first, and we have two down. You know, the uh, first baseman's glove, that long claw, is so long that you can actually catch a ball and really not get the feel that it's in your your hand. And that's exactly what happened to Tony Horton that time. He caught it and had to take a look to make sure it was in there. Burback was up one time in the sixth inning and walked. Two out and nobody on. Here's the pitch. Outside. Ball one. We're in the top of the eighth, and the Yankees are leading 6-2 to two in the second ball game of the doubleheader. The 1-0 pitch. Foul back, 1-1. One one. Cleveland won the first ball game 5-1. Lewis Keon going all the way for a sixth win and pitching a complete ball game. Struck out 10 in the process. The 1-1 pitch to Burkhart. High chopper in front of the plate. Suarez out there. Good flip to first. Burback is out of there, and so are the Yankees. Three up and three down, and the score after seven and a half. Yankees six, Indians two. Metro Power is on the move. It's Montgomery Ward's free holiday sale beginning Wednesday, June 25th. Head for wards and save like you've never saved before. A Metro Power special on Riverside Runabouts. The 24-month tire as low as $11. A new four-ply nylon cord body for added stability and extra miles. How about this? Ward's HST high-speed tire. The tire more people demand for high-speed turnpike driving. All at a big 20% off along with fast and free mounting service. Save two on the Riverside Motor Oil of your choice. Additive free, all season, heavy duty, and supreme, all at fantastic savings. This and so much more. It's Ward's free holiday sale. Underway Wednesday, June 25th at Montgomery Ward. Now combining four big stores, Albany, Glen Falls, Kingston, and Poughkeepsie to bring you Metro Power. Just hurry to Ward's now. This sale ends Tuesday, July 1st. Ken Suarez will come up against Bill Burback. And this Suarez has been an elusive devil today. 
Been up three times and nobody would know it. He's walked three times. He walked in the second intentionally. And again in the fourth. And again in the sixth. Suarez has not been charged with an official at bat, but he is now as he drills a single to left field to start things off in the bottom of the eighth inning. So Suarez is one for one. And now Chuck Hinton is coming on. Chuck Hinton, H-I-N-T-O-N. Hinton, a fine ball player with the Washington Senators several years ago, has never really developed into the type of player you would expect of him to be. Expect him to be, I should say. Right-hand batter. Facing Bill Burback with Suarez at first, and the first pitch is a wild throw that gets away from Fernandez. And Suarez dances to second base. Bill Burback throwing one a little wild and down to second base. Ken Suarez, Hinton batting for Burkhart. 1-0 the count. Yankees leading 6-2. Hinton, a right-hand batter. Holds the bat right on the end. The pitch is in there. 1-1. One one. one ball and one strike. Suarez at second. Yankees leading by four. Curve is low to Chuck Hinton. Last year, Hinton was with California, where he batted only 195 in 116 ball games. He was with Cleveland in 1965, 6, and 7, and now comes back to him in 69. There's a swing and a miss by Hinton. Two balls and two strikes. Chuck Hinton had some real good years. Sounds like a lion's roar over the left field fence. He had 310 in 1962 with the Senators. In 151 ball games. Had a great season. The 2-2 pitch. Up the middle. It'll be hard for Clark if he catches it. He's got it. The throw is in time. A great play by Horace Clark. Well, I'll tell you, Clark turned in a beauty. Just nailing Hinton at first base. He was behind second when he caught the ball. Got rid of it beautifully, and Hinton is out of there. Now with Clark now coming on, we pause for station identification. Hi, I'm Bill Edwardson. I'm the bird that wakes up the early birds. Join me weekday mornings from 6 to 10. It's a real eye-opener. On WGY Radio 81, Schenectady. Jose Cardinal is one for two. He's got a double and two base on balls. In his first at-bat, he hit a chopper, and he was thrown out by Fernandez. Ball one, a fastball. It missed way outside to Cardinal. Bill Burback, since coming on in the fourth inning, has only given up two base hits. He's walked five, though. Burback into the windup. The pitch to Cardinal is high. Two balls and no strikes. 
Jack Aker, Steve Hamilton still throwing in the Yankee bullpen. We're in the bottom of the eighth inning, and the Yanks leading by four. Suarez at third, one down. The 1-1 pitch. Misses low. I've got to apologize. I was looking at the at bat on the out, which was one and one. It's three and zero oh now. It was two and zero oh on that last pitch. So now it's three balls and no strikes. This one is high for ball four. That's walk number six. And here comes manager Ralph Houck out of the Yankee dugout. So it looks like Jack Aker will be coming on, and that will be all for Bill Burback. Burback, Fernandez, and Hauk having a conference on the mound with Jack Aker coming on. Burback, see, so went one, two, three, four in the third innings. Gave up two hits. Walked six, struck out two, and thus far has not allowed a run. While we're waiting for Aker to warm up, we'll give you a rundown on the scores. And this will be the last time we'll do it because we're running into the bottom of the eighth inning. In the first game, the Senators five, the Red Sox four, the winning pitcher... Higgins, the loser, Landis. Petroselli hit his 23rd, and Mike Epstein hit his 16th for the Senators. In the second game, Washington 11, Boston 4, they're playing the 7th. Yastrzemski hit his 20th. Epstein hit his 17th. Howard his 24th, and Unzer came up with his 4th for the Senators. First of a pair, Detroit 3, Baltimore 2. The winner was Lolich, and the loser was Cuellar. In the second ball game, after five innings of play, it's Detroit three and the Orioles three. Freeman had a home run in the third inning with a man on. In the first of a doubleheader, Kansas City seven, Minnesota two. Nettles hit one for the Twins, Fiore and Oliver for Kansas City. In the second game, Kansas City leads two to one after one. Caught against Rooker. And Minnesota came up with six runs in the second inning. That makes it Minnesota 7 and Kansas City 2. Wow. Seattle 4, or make that California 4, Seattle nothing after 7. In the first of a pair, Oakland 3, Chicago 2, the second game not yet underway. And we'll give you the National League a little bit later. Here's Larry Brown with runners at first and third. Cardinal at first, Suarez, at third, and Jack Aker, the third Yankee pitcher, coming on. We're in the bottom of the eighth. Larry Brown is 0 for 4. Takes a curve outside for ball one. There's only one out. Well, Charlie Cootie won the Cleveland Open. Just flashed on the board. He hung in there hard to do it. Aker, side-arming right-hander, delivers, and Brown swings and misses. One and one.
Jack Aker has done a great job since coming to the Yankees. He's 3-0 and as a Yankee. One save, an earned run average of 0.50. He's given up only one earned run. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and running on it was Carter now. As the ball was fouled by Larry Brown, it's now one ball and two strikes. Carter now figured he could pick up an easy stolen base. So he took off, and the ball was fouled by Larry Brown. Generally, in a case like this, the catcher will not throw through. When you're leading by four runs in the event, you're allowed to have everything end up in center field. Baker sets. Brown waits. The pitch. Swung on and missed. A good sweeping curveball, and Brown is out of there. So Jack Aker strikes out the first man he faces, Larry Brown. Cap Peterson moving in with two down, runners at first and third. Peterson is two for four, single to center to left, fly to center, and fly to right. On the ground, hit, Bobby Cox bounces into left field. He dove for the ball, hit him just under the left armpit and kicked into left field for a base hit, coming in to score is Suarez. And a tying run comes to the plate in the person of Tony Horton, with the Yankees leading now by a score of 6-3. to three. That run is charged to Bill Burback. That's the third hit for Peterson. Down to second base, Carter now. And Tony Horton, who struck out, bounced to short, single to right, and line to right. Stepping in. Oh, the fans start to whoop it up here at Cleveland's Municipal Stadium. from sight in a minute. There's somebody really whooping above our booth. You may be able to hear it. Curveball is right in there, but no, it's not. Ball, ball one by the plate umpire. Emmett Ashford. The 1-0 pitch coming up with runners at first and second. Swung on a miss. One ball, one strike. Big, tall Gary Kroll warming up in the Indian bullpen. Steve Hamilton continues to throw in the Yankee bullpen. Tony Horton, the batter. Yankees leading 6-3. to three. We're in the bottom of the eighth. Aker sets. Here's the pitch. Left field. Way back there. Way back. And at the wall is Robinson. He's got it. And Tony Horton took his helmet and threw it straight up in the air. And it lands near the pitchers now. Oh boy, it looked like we had a tie ball game. Robinson back to the barrier, jumped up, caught it, and the Yankees get out of it with only one run. On two base hits, two men left, and the score after eight full innings of play, Yankees six, Cleveland three.
Jay Kroll is coming on, and he's a big one. Way up there. Kroll goes in at about 6'5 or 6'6. Comes from California, played the outfield for a while, and then was signed as a pitcher. He's got a fine arm. Signed with the Phillies, and later was with the Mets. His major league record with the Phillies and the Mets was 0-1 in 64. and 65, it was 6-6 six six with the Mets. And in 66, he had no record with the Houston Astros. I'm trying to figure out what it was. I think he jumped the Astro ball club and would report to one of the minor league teams they wanted to send him to. Gary Kroll will face Horace Clark, and the first pitch is outside, ball one. Clark, who has a nine-game hitting streak on the line, could make a ten if he can come up with a base hit now. He's 0 for 4 in this game. Fastball misses outside, 2 and 0. End of the windup. The pitch to Clark. In there. Two balls and one strike. In the National League, the Mets beat the Pirates 7-3. Philly took Montreal twice, 2-0 and 5-1. There's a high pop coming off into the seats. Two balls and two strikes. Cincinnati beat San Francisco 7-6. Cubs beat the Cardinals 3-1 on the first game. They lead 11-1 on the second, playing the eighth. Dodgers beat San Diego 3-1. And the Braves came up with three late-inning runs to beat the Houston Astros 4-3. They were playing that one in the Astrodome. There's a drive into center field. Waiting for it is Richie Scheinblum, and Clark is out of there, so Clark's Nine-game hitting streak goes by the boards. Unless, of course, the Indians tie it up and he comes up again. Ron Woods. Right-hand hitter. Pop to second. Walk twice, line to right. Kroll misses with a curveball for ball one. And that second ball game... At Baltimore, it's still tied three apiece. They're playing the seventh. Tigers got three runs in the top of the ninth to beat the Orioles in the first one, three to two. Kroll to Ron Woods. Fastball high, and for the second time, pitching out there, Gary Kroll lost his cap. Kroll once again to Woods. He swings and misses. Two balls and a strike. Kroll doesn't take much of a wind-up. He sort of cradles the ball and then just goes into his motion. Keeps the glove around the belt as he throws. And there goes the cap, and he almost fell down. Three and one on a fastball that missed outside. Three balls, one strike. 
Woods deep in the box, waiting. Here it comes. On the ground, foul. Dick Hauser had to jump a little at third to get out of the way of that one. Carter now is playing third base. He started the game in center, but when Scheinblum came on to bat for Vern Fuller, Cardinal went from center to third. For Sally's from third to second, and Scheinblum went into play center. Kroll to Woods. It's high, ball four. So Ron Woods draws his third walk in this ballgame. The first given up by Gary Kroll. Kroll is the fifth pitcher to be brought in by the Indians. The Yankees have used three. Bobby Mercer moving in. Bobby was two for four in the first game. He's one for four on this one. He's been pecking away, getting a couple of hits a game. He's got his average up to 279. There's a throw to first. Crow almost slipped throwing over there. He's a big guy, a lot of legs, a lot of feet. Ron Woods moving off, one out. Indian infield, double play depth. Curve is high, ball one. Juan Pizarro, the veteran left-hander, now throwing for the Indians in the bullpen. Yankees are leading 6-3 in the top of the ninth. Indians won the first one 5-1. Throw to first, and back in time is Ron Woods. Kroll to Mercer, high. Two balls and no strikes. Len Bamer on deck. Kroll now with his hands on his hips, trying to get things straightened out. The big right-hander at the belt again. Sets, delivers, and the cap comes off, and the ball was almost a wild pitch. 3-0. and oh. I don't think manager Alvin Dark will go too far with this right-hander. He doesn't want to get any farther behind than he is. He trails by three, and the Indians have only one more at-bat. I'm looking ahead. It'll be Harrelson, Versalles, and Scheinblum coming to the plate for Cleveland in the bottom of the ninth. All right, Mercer waits. Here's the pitch. Right in there, strike one. Three balls, one strike. Gary Kroll delivers. Woods was going. Mercer pops it up, and that's going to drop back into the seats out of play. Once again, a reminder, Tuesday night will be the big one. Dave McNally against Mel Stottlemyre, the Orioles, and the Yankees. And if you like good pitchers and good baseball, you'll find it at the stadium starting at 8 o'clock on Tuesday evening. And again on Wednesday afternoon when the Yankees take on the Orioles in a rare afternoon game. Payoff pitch coming up. Woods, with one out, was running on the last pitch. Now gets back as Kroll fires over there. Mercer digging in. Kroll at the belt. There goes Woods. The pitch is outside ball four, and the Yankees have runners at first and second with one out. 
second walk given up by Kroll. Now it's Len Bamer coming on. Bamer got a second base hit and a second RBI in the seventh inning when he doubled over the head of the first baseman, Tony Horton. That one was a shot down the line. Now he's got a chance to drive in some more with Woods at second, Mercer at first. One down. Indians at double play depth. The pitch by Kroll. Curve way outside. Ball one. This big right-hander is so big that when he steps, it looks like he takes about a 10-foot stride toward the plate. So that's 60 feet, 6 inches. is cut down to about 50 feet when he lets the ball go. He's big. Here's a drive to left field. Not too deep. Waiting for it is Cap Peterson. He's got it. And the runners hold. Two down. That'll bring up Frank Fernandez. Frank Fernandez. Single to center. Went to second on the air by Cardinal. Hit by a pitch ball. Hit a home run in the fifth. Was out on a fine play by Versalles. He's two for two. Could have been three for three had Versalles not come up with that great one. Fernandez from the right side waiting. Kroll delivers. Fastball misses inside. Ball one. Cubs keep going. They lead 12 to 1 over the Cardinals in that second game, playing in the ninth. And the Cubs beat the Cards 3 to 1 on the first. They beat Bob Gibson too, but uh, Ferguson Jenkins, a pretty good pitcher, was the guy that did it. So the Cardinals, they may have a funeral out there any day. I'll tell you, they're way back. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Fernandez takes it high. Two balls and no strikes. The Senators beat the Red Sox a pair in the second game, 11-4. They got the first one, 5-4. They had to come up with three in the bottom of the ninth to do it. I bet Dick Williams is a very unhappy man right now. Here's a 2-0 pitch now as Fernandez waits and Kroll delivers. 3-0. I know you Yankee fans remember Jim Bowden when he used to lose his cap a lot. Well, this uh, big Gary Kroll does it just about as often. He's dropped it about five or six times out there in this inning. Kroll now to Fernandez. Inside ball four and the bases are loaded. Bobby Cox will be coming on. Let's see what manager Alvin Dark does. That's the third walk given up by Gary Kroll. And so with a right-handed Cox coming up and with Alvin Dark having a left-hander Juan Pizarro throwing, he's going to stay with Gary Kroll. The Yankees are leading 6-3. to three. Both teams with eight base hits. the seventh walk for the Yankees in this game. The only one that didn't uh, walk a man was Larry Burkhardt. Bobby Cox fouled the first pitch back for strike one. Bases loaded. Two out. 
Woods at third, Mercer at second, Fernandez at first. Kroll now taking his windup. The one-strike delivery is in there. Strike two, and the cap goes on the ground. No balls, two strikes. California leading Seattle 8-2 to two in the ninth. Detroit failed to score in the seventh inning of that second game. It's still tied at three apiece. Baltimore batting bottom of the seventh. The two-strike pitch now to Cox. Swung on a miss, strike three. And Gary Kroll gets out of it after walking the bases full. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits. No errors for the Indians. Three men left. And the score after eight and a half, Yankees six, Cleveland three. Jack Aker. Aker came on in relief of Bill Burback. Burback had given up a single and a walk, his sixth. Aker came on and struck out Larry Brown, gave up the hit to Cap Peterson to drive in one run, but then got Tony Horton on that long fly that backed Robinson to the fence, and had that gone over it, we would have had a tie ball game. Ken Harrelson. Single, doubled, fly to left, and walked. He's two for three in this game. Harrelson was one for four in the first one. He's got a batting average of 201. There's a bouncer to third just outside the line. Strike one. Bobby Cox was over there. One strike. Ken Harrelson. Here's the pitch by Aker to Harrelson. It's outside, one and one. Yankees leading by three in the bottom of the ninth. They lost the first one to the Indians, five to one. In the eighth inning, Detroit and Baltimore tied at three apiece. Ground ball to the shortstop, Gene Michael, off the bat of Ken Harrelson. Easy play to Len Bamer at first. One away. Zola over Sally stepping in, bounced a short, got an intentional pass, struck out, and safe on an error. For Sally's is 0 for 3, batting at 235. They shade for Sally's to pull as Aker throws that sinker, and for Sally's tries to bunt it and fouls it off for strike one. And a real scramble by the kids down there. You know, at the end of the ball game, a lot of the adults go home and the kids stay, and they filter down into the box seats. And when balls go in there, it's your life if you're around there. It's like a tidal wave coming after you. One strike on Versalles as Aker delivers again. He tries another bunt for strike two. A 
Another final, California beats Seattle. That's a single game on the West Coast, 8-2. to two. They're playing that in Anaheim. Aker to Versailles. Hit on the end of the bat towards second, and Clark takes it on the fly. It wasn't hit hard, but he got it right on the end of the bat. Well, the Chicago Cubs really put it to the St. Louis Cardinals today. In the first game, they won 3-1, to one, and in the second game, it was 12-1. to one. Dick Selma got the win in the second game, and Mudcat Grant took the loss. Selma is 8-3. What a job he's done. Strike one now to Richie Scheinblum, who struck out, pinching for Vern Fuller on the seventh. Two out now. Jack Aker trying to hold this ball game for Bill Burback. Scheinblum waiting, swings and misses, strike two. Now time is called. No balls and two strikes to Richie Scheinblum. Yankees lost the first one five to one, lead in this one six to three. Swing and a miss, strike three, and the ball game is over. So the Yankees split on the afternoon as the Indians in the ninth inning could do nothing. Fort Cleveland, three up and three down in the bottom of the ninth in the final score of this second ball game. Yankees six, Cleveland three. We'll give you the line scores of the two ball games in this second ball game, just won by the Yankees. It was the Yankees, six runs, eight hits, and two errors. The Indians, three runs, eight hits, and one error. The winning pitcher, Bill Burback, his record now is five and five. And remember, Bill lost the first game of this four-game set on Friday night, so he evens his mark at five apiece. The losing pitcher and starter, Mike Paul, his record now is one and six. The saver goes to Jack Aker, his fifth of the year two since coming on as a Yankee, so Jack Aker has won three and lost none and has two saves as a Yankee. In that first ball game, the Indians five runs, nine hits, and no errors, and for the Yankees, one run, seven hits, and no errors. The winning pitcher, Louis Piant, who's won six of his last seven decisions, he now has a record of six and eight, and the losing pitcher, Fritz Peterson, his record now is 8-9. and nine. That's the first time this year that Pete has fallen under the 500 mark. So that's it. The Yankees and the Indians split a pair. And Cleveland's Municipal Stadium will be back to Yankee Stadium on Tuesday night against the Baltimore Orioles. Once again, the final scores in the doubleheader today. In the first game, Cleveland 5, the Yankees 1. And in the second game, the Yankees 6 and the Indians 3. Now this is Jerry Coleman speaking for Phil Rizzuto and Frank Messer saying goodbye from Municipal Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio.